okay, maybe I won't meditate. I don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, who knows what will happen. But I know that something's going to change because I've never. So, what did you notice before and after? I'm just curious. What I, what I noticed before and after. Yeah, I mean, what is it? Just what, being how on my it phone for 10 days straight was already like <laughs> hard enough. But then not talking. Oh. Like to anybody, even to yourself, like out loud. I mean, I was talking my head for sure. It was definitely. Did you feel like time was going slower? Did you ever say to yourself, what the fuck am I doing? Oh, for sure. <laughs> I was like, wait, why am I doing this again? Hey there, welcome to the Gluten-Free Organic Thoughts Podcast, where you are encouraged to express your natural thoughts and views through casual, meaningful conversations that hopefully can lead to learning and understanding new perspectives. To find out more info, visit www.gfothoughts.com. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Wong and Robert Din. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to Gluten-Free Organic Thoughts Podcast. I'm Robert Din, one of your co-hosts. Today we have Trung Nguyen with us to discuss mindfulness and consciousness. And as always, we have our other co-host, Michael Wong. Hello everybody, welcome back to another great episode of Gluten-Free Organic Thoughts. So, as Robert mentioned, we have Trung with us. Welcome, welcome to our show. Thank I think you. this first is time, the first time we've done a live show together, you know? First time Why with not? more than one person in the room at a time. That's yeah, cool. one frame. Right? Yeah. <laughs> So, Robert, let's start off with what are you drinking? What am I drinking? I'm drinking Phil's coffee. Phil's coffee? Yeah. So. Wait. Oh, that's right. It's noon time there for you. Uh, it's around noon, yeah. I've already been up for a while. It's hard to, like, decide to open up a bottle or anything. So. <laughs> no rosé today? No rosé, no champagne. I'll just do coffee right now. Well, same boss as you are. I got a little uh, Caribbean uh, medium roast coffee. So, black coffee. Black coffee. It's- yeah, boring. No matcha, oh, yeah. no, nah, no matcha, no goji uh, no, berry or whatever. Nah, nothing too fancy today. <laughs> I mean, black coffee is good. That's what I have also. All right, coffee club so, today. Right? It's just early for us too, you know. <laughs> what time is it there? Oh, you're in Florida, so it's three o'clock, it's four 3:30. o'clock. It's three thirty. It's still early, you know. Still early. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, welcome Chung to our show. Thanks for your time. Uh, yeah. So one thing, you know, I guess for the audience who don't know you, how do, you know, kind of tell a little bit of background, a little bit about yourself. Actually, how, how did we meet? I forgot. Uh, friend's wedding? Yes. Oh, that's right. Ben, uh, yeah, so yeah, Ben yeah. and Sonny's wedding. Oh, Sonny, who was on here. Yeah. A couple, yeah. couple of so wedding photos, actually. So, <laughs> and I crashed at his place. Of his room. Yeah, he night, needed a place so. to crash. I didn't know him, yeah, you know? Because it was in Tampa. Wait, you didn't know him and you let him <laughs> crash in your room? That Asian, night. You know, you gotta trust that, you know? Yeah. It's, it's oh, it's because he's Asian. <laughs> You're like, oh, we got another Asian guy. It's fine. He's, he's, yeah, he's yeah. good. I mean, that's pretty much what happened. Yeah. yeah. And we, we stay in touch because he's from Orlando. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I, I think, what, how long ago was this? I wanna say at least five, five six years. years? Yeah. Wait, was uh, Sandy was Sandy and or they they got married in Tampa? Where did they, they get got married in Tampa before they moved to Jersey? Okay. Yeah. All right. They've been in Jersey now for I think three years now, I believe. So. All right. How do you know? How do you know uh, Sandy and Ben? I don't know them that well. <laughs> they just hired me to take their wedding photos. Oh, that's what it was. Wedding yeah. photos. <laughs> yeah. 
this was a while ago when I used to shoot weddings, so I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, so, wait, so I think, so this is like during the time when you had your, well, you still do wedding for now still, right? Or you don't anymore. So what do you do now? No, I'm really just doing it for some friends and family. So like one, maybe two a year. So not really a wedding photographer per se. Is that how you but started? Yeah, you're, you're... Uh, I definitely didn't start, you know, as a wedding photographer. You just start taking photos of families, friends, you know, stuff like that. And then it just became a thing like, oh, yeah, I do like taking some wedding photos. It's fun. It's special. You know, it's very memorable. Mm -hmm. And it's just a beautiful thing you can, you know, provide a service of for a couple. So I guess photography was always your passion, right? It was always my passion. Um, I did IT work and oh, that's right. about consulting. consulting. Yeah, I mean, I've done. He did, he did yeah. my job before, you know, before yeah, he moved yeah. on. But more on the technical <laughs> side. So, okay. yeah, I did that for three years and IT work before that. So I just got tired of traveling and I realized that it wasn't my calling to code every day, or, mm -hmm. you know, provide customer service, whatever you want to call it. So I decided to be a photographer just just like that you just give it up every now you just gave everything yeah, up pretty much i mean once i decided and wait I how long that, how long were you in like the the rat race before you left yeah i want to say about six seven years six seven years all right we're, we're, we're about there yeah i did <laughs> most of my most of my work was travel so before i traveled for um like international travel actually it was uh working for the UN peacekeeping centers so wow, I set up nice. all those all over the world and it was through Navair in Orlando and they hired our company that was an 8 day company to do all these contracts mm. and then after that I did the technical consulting which I work from home and I just went to sites just like what Michael does gotcha. much, yeah. so wait, did you did you miss the travel after you left after I left what the work yeah no because yeah. now I travel for fun I don't miss it. I That's mean, true. I don't really care about all the perks. perks. Like, I mean, I used to do all like those status things. And stuff. And status it's not perks. really, yeah, it's, it's not a necessity. Like, I don't need it. Like, it's kind of weird to think about it now. I mean, a lot of my friends are into it and it's cool. And it's nice to have some perks, but it doesn't help with experiencing, like, That's true. you know, when you travel places. Mm. Now with Airbnb and all these other things, it's actually much different, you know, Experience. maybe cooler experiences even. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. That's for sure. So then once you left that, right, I guess, so you decided, you know what, I'm just going to be a freelancer or did you start a company or doing something? Like what you... So at first, I definitely didn't know anything about business because <laughs> I don't have any business background. So I was just doing something I was passionate about. And then I realized I'm not going to make it. And I can't do this something that I like if I don't know the business aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then I changed it around. That's why I started shooting weddings because I knew that was more profitable, whatever you want to call it. At that time. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's still even now it's pretty profitable. It's just not something I prefer to do. I mean, it's time consuming too, though. I, I, it, takes a, it takes a big toll of your time and, and plus calculating labor. I feel like... It, I mean, it can definitely take a big part of your time if you yeah. do it the way you want to do it obviously you can cut corners or just change the the delivery and other things so it could yeah. be more simplified and more you know streamlined. Less work, whatever you call it streamlined yeah yeah, yeah can so. you really streamline photography though oh yeah yeah, yeah totally like the way you take photos and then how you edit them 
and what you deliver is a big thing. Like what, what are you guarantee, what are you promising to deliver to the client? That's really what it comes down to. I guess to. the scope so, of work. What is the scope yeah, of, what are the deliverables, I guess? Yeah. And for me, I literally delivered pretty much everything because it's their wedding. Like yeah. they should see all the photos, whether they're good or bad. I mean, some I don't like, but they might like them. Yeah. So it's, you know, I, I took it for the clients and yeah. it's actually a lot of work and that's why I don't do it that much anymore because it's too much time. To how many see. pictures do you think an average, uh, an average wedding, how many pictures you you take? <laughs> oh man, like, yeah, a lot. So <laughs> does it vary per hour? I mean, I take a lot, but that doesn't mean I use all of them because some of it's creative. And if I have a second shooter, I have to go through their photo. I mean, it's so many, depending mm, on how many shooters mm, you mm. have. Yeah, but yeah. personally, it's probably, I want to say 100 an hour. Probably 100 an hour. At least. Wow. I mean, depending what you're shooting. Because obviously, if it's a ceremony, there's only so many you take because... That's true. It's a ceremony, just, yeah. some location. If yeah, it's a reception, yeah, yeah. then you have to go out at different yeah. places and stuff. And once you know more what you need to take, you take less. Uh, but, there's certain things you know you're yeah, looking for. Yeah, certain yeah. moments, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But it's good to take a couple extras because you never know. You might, might, you might get a blurry shot. You know, even you're professional, so it's good to, yeah. you know, be smart about. You it. can't tell them, hey, can we do this yeah. wedding again one more time? No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can you <laughs> redo I mean, that? You can <laughs> certain parts of the wedding, but not all of them, obviously. <laughs> you know, can you can you say I do again one more time, please? <laughs> say what one more time? I do. Oh, yeah. I mean, they love saying I do again. Yeah. <laughs> So, so you do, do you do videos too on your, uh, I had my uh, staff do videos. So we, we used to provide videos as well. Mm-hmm. It was super fun. I mean, it's nice to give a client everything that they need in one spot because you know, one it's consistency. It's one yeah. Shop yeah. Yeah. And, and we you know we deliver on time. So I used to work for the government. So I'm so used to doing like that, <laughs> that deliveries, you know, on time, you know, yeah. early on, on time. So yeah. Yeah, it was, it was nice doing it. So, like, so for example, I mean, for Ben and Sonny's wedding, how many people do you have on staff working with you at that time? Man, I can't remember that wedding that well. So it's a while ago. But I, did we do wedding? Did we do video for them? I don't remember. I remember there's a, I remember there's a video person there. I'm not sure if you, you did or not. I can't remember, to be honest. So Because, because I remember that there was two people taking photos as well, besides you. If we did video... I probably would have had a place for them to stay. So I always so didn't do, do video. video. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like, I mean, I went in that size. How many photos do you think you would have took? Wait, uh, let's, let's level set. How big was uh, their wedding? It's pretty big. Very big. Yeah, really Asian big. wedding. Asian wedding, yeah. I don't remember, but let's say 1,000. No, it's not 1,000. I was like, it's 400. No, I'm saying photos. Oh, photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it's not important. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like, yeah, yeah. people could have a big wedding and just get 300 photos because that's what they're uh being delivered that's it gotcha so yeah so so is your goal to always try to take the best picture and do less edit i mean as a professional you want to be you know like uh it it just comes natural why wouldn't that be the more work well well, because sometimes i know it's not even that the reason why i'm asking that question because sometimes you cannot help it where you need to, you may not. I mean, I get that you're trying to optimize that as you learn and grow, right? Because as you started your career, obviously you mentioned that you were not really good at it, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you eventually learn, okay, you know what? I'm gonna take these pictures and then, and this maybe will help me minimize my edits. So, you know okay, I mean? so there's several ways. Yeah. First of all, the more you do something, the more you get used to it. Like yeah. you know what's important and what's not. And then the other thing is 
your settings of your camera, once you understand them, you can shoot in one, let's say one specific setting or a couple of different settings. Mm -hmm. And then when you edit them, you can just batch edit. And then the, the major part of the work would be cropping them and rotating them because you know you can't always hold the camera perfect. Mm -hmm. So it actually saves a lot of time, especially with white balancing, because a lot of people don't get that right, I want to say. And if you see a lot of people show like black and white photos, it's probably because the white balance is not that good. And they have to <laughs> now, do that. Now so you know the trick. Better, yeah. I mean, but there's yeah. so many reasons. Like, <laughs> like if I look at a wedding photographer's photos, I can kind of tell if they're good or if they're editing. I mean, it's not a thing wrong with editing, but yeah. if you're good, you don't need to edit that much. It's more straightforward. Like you save time. Like So, and, and then I guess in terms of like your work, right? So how long have you been doing this photography uh, career now for? A while, but I, have, I don't really do it that often anymore. So oh, wait, I, I guess, guess like five, six years now, more, eight, seven years, eight uh, years? Over 10. 10 years? Yeah. So like, I guess the first- 11. Let's well, just say the before, first- uh, Before you got into this like what like how how long were you doing amateur stuff before you actually created a business out of it i didn't do any so i was working as a consultant and once i decided that i was going to be a photographer i kind of just did it like i couldn't wait like a six month period to do like a transition yeah just clicked and a little quick the next so did you start taking photos for free so that way you can at least i mean i was taking this i was setting up my own shoot like Mm -hmm as much as I could. So a couple a week. And I was just shooting uh, one-on-one because you learn, you know, you have more time to talk to them and build report and, you know. Also, oh, you're doing smaller shoot skills. stuff, like, you know, like. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, gotcha. yeah. It's all small. Like, it's not like I'm gonna go and straight shoot weddings for free or something. So how long did you, I guess that process, right? When you're ready to do like a big venue event, how long did you feel like it take you to get the confidence up? I don't think you ever feel comfortable. You just do it. So. I was lucky enough, somebody just loved my photos and they're like, hey, can you do our wedding? Um, I was like, okay, I (laughs) could. I mean, I really could. I don't know how stressful it's gonna be because I haven't done it before and mostly with like uh, flash photography. But yeah, it was was great. So. And that first one was probably just you, right? Just you? Oh yeah, 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 it was definitely just me <laughs> and it was definitely stressful but were you proud of your product coming out that one the first the very first time yeah and because of that wedding i shot a bunch of other weddings so it definitely meant gotcha. something you know it's definitely like a it's like a value it's like i was word. um it's like a, what's the word like it tells you like approval, like a, a, the quality works yeah. there. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like a- People are hiring you because they like your work. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's it. Like, and you're worth it. So you just have to understand that. I mean- So how'd you know, like after the first couple, right? Let's say two, three years into, how did you know like, okay, you know what? I'm worth this much per hour now. How do you raise your, like, you know I mean, how do you know? Like, because obviously compared to other photographers, when I talk to other photographers, I mean, some people just charge up the wazoo and yeah. some of the stuff is not that great. It's just marketing, just like anything. It's really marketing. You could not be a good photographer and market a lot and still make a lot. Like it really depends on your market, what they know, if you feel like you're providing the quality work you're providing or if you're, you know, scamming people pretty much. So, also, you get, you, get, you get a clear demand, right? So. That's true. If you have the demand and people are willing to pay it, like 
Might as well. But it's 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 hard to communicate with photography because not everybody understands what quality means. That's true. So now everybody looks at a phone photo. It's like, wow, that looks beautiful. So my my photos on my camera are amazing. They're way better <laughs> yeah. than professionals. This this is the thing now. Like it's hard to even tell yeah. because the cameras are so good on the phones. Gotcha. Yeah. So so that does that make your job easier or harder? I'm just curious. With that technology involved, for so marketing. Much. Well, in general, for your job in general, like your, your job is like, for example, like, you know, that there are cameras that are good out there that cheap with the phone, right? Yeah. And like, does that kind of go against, or it makes your job easier? I don't think it's harder or easier or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just that it's, it comes down to customer service, like how they feel when you're working with them. And if they like you, it's just like any other, like getting a job, you know, like if they like you, they're going to hire you. Like maybe your skills are not that great, yeah. but they want to work with you. So yeah. that's, it's another thing. So actually women, I think women photographers are a little bit better than men in that sense. So I think they're going to actually do a lot better in the long run really? versus men, be, which are more, maybe not as personable, mm -hmm. but that's just my opinion. So, so wait, 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 why do you say that? Is it because the more better relationship in a sense, customer service? Yeah, women are just a little bit more, I don't want to say talkative, but they're more friendly. They're more fun. They can be more, you know, connect with the bride or groom, like in a cooler way, versus a guy could be more, say, stale gotcha. and just be like, hey, can you pose like this? And that's, that's it. Versus yeah, the yeah, one yeah. we all like, oh my God, like this and that. I love this. You know, so it's totally <laughs> different vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that sells. So. so I have a question. Yeah. I have a question. So I have like my photographer friends and when they, even when they take pictures with their camera or their, their phone, the pictures are like way better than what my, my pictures would come out to. Right. Do you think that a professional photographer could take like an iPhone and just use that the entire wedding yeah, shoot? For sure. Because it's not just the camera and lens it's also like composition perspective the background, vision, yeah. the vision i mean yeah like the catching the moment you know yeah mm -hmm. and that just takes something that you could just see I, I i remember when you helped me take some product picture stuff like i was amazed how you were able to use natural light so well and you didn't have to edit almost anything and yeah. like just knowing that and not only ref like not only were you able to capture natural light, you're able to use it to his advantage to get that softness or that brightness mm -hmm. or that what's called balance, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And I feel like that definitely comes from experience though, for sure. Yeah, I mean, stuff like is definitely the easiest yeah. thing to use because we're, we're used to. So why not use it? It's just, it's gotta be soft. Well, a lot of people like to control environment, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and I've seen photographers who like just like to control environment, so they'd rather use a flash because you could control that. You can, yeah. and for some people, for, for you, you like to use the natural light for certain things better. So I mean, everything has its purpose. Yeah. So yeah. No, for sure. Because I feel like technique also, pers I think you have to be creative enough to, to visualize that perspective to get that, I guess, you know, that moment or to whatever, you know, that angle or mm -hmm. angles are big with products because you can make it look really amazing or really boring. Yeah. And, and that's one thing that I realized is like, especially when you help me think about some of the product shot, I remember like, man, they, some of the angles you helped out, like, I was like, okay, that, that worked really well. You know, it's Thanks. just, yeah. yeah. Glad. So now, so during, during, during your wedding, uh, I guess, sessions, events, we did, I saw that you started doing another business with that, you know, the, uh, the snap business. Oh yeah. So I created a photo booth business while I was doing wedding photography <laughs> because I just saw that 
what was already out there wasn't that good. So photo booths like oh. uh like in Japan, like those Japanese photo oh, booths. No, 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 that's like a whole another level. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you elaborate more what you do for the audience who doesn't know what Snap is? Okay, so the company that I own <laughs> is SnapStudioBooth.com, and I created ten years ago. So ten years ago, photo booths were definitely running on webcams. There was no iPads, you know, it's very low quality mm -hmm. and just the old school photo booths, you know. So I used actually a real camera and up the quality because, you know, I'm all about, I think quality would be nice yeah. and give people more space. So it's an open air uh, photo booth and just make it more fun and also and something print? that they can keep forever. Like it's a high quality photo. Mm -hmm. And yeah, people. So love the it. printouts, right? They're printouts. Oh, yeah, yeah, the printouts. And Wait, you so you so you just go to events at that like, um, that want your services, and you like set up a photo booth for them there. Mm -hmm. That's what you're doing. Right. Oh, okay. Well, obviously, right now with COVID, it's not happening. But <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. So usually we would do weddings, corporate events, conventions, pretty much anything that delivers some fun and some memories. And they can add like their own advertisement on it, like hashtags or whatnot. logos, stuff of like that into the frame. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you customize the little, uh, I guess, print like outs, the, the printouts. Yeah. The and print also outs. they can like uh, send the photos to their Emails, Facebook, so. Instagram, email. That's gotcha. Cool. That's pretty cool. So you think that business was more successful than your regular photo business? I mean, it all depends what you think successful means. I mean, to you though. To me? Yeah. Or it was it equally same, equal? Like, I think everything has its time and place and success is just what we want it to be then, right? So maybe success is to some people make a million dollars or maybe it's... Well, not, not in terms of money-wise. I mean, for you, I, I know you value success differently because I know that you're not very... You, knowing you, you're not a very materialistic person. So I know you don't... So money is not a big... You know, it's not something you look forward towards to, but it's more like as a business going... I mean, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit I mean, you always need a little money, right? A little bit of money. A little bit, you know. But still, though. No, for what I'm saying. I'm not living off donations, you know. <laughs> That's true. But what I'm saying, though, like in general, I think you, I feel like you value success as a business more. Okay. Are you providing the right product, the good quality product, and people coming back to you? You have yeah, the yeah. volume, right? Like, you think that, I guess, Snap Studio is, was more popular than your regular service as a freelancer? Or was it all or equally the same? Yeah, I don't know if you... You can't... Um, yeah. It's totally different. But, you know, whatever is feeling fulfillment at yeah. that moment. So I enjoy creating Snap from nothing and then seeing what happened to it. So it's kind of like even being a consultant. I didn't... I wasn't a programmer. I learned how to program and I did it for three years. So it's... Everything has a su success to it. Gotcha. But I feel like with so, Snap, I feel like you can step away from the work still, though. And while as a freelancer, I don't think you can. I, I mean, feel like you could hire that, in more. You can hire yeah, in more photographers. And that, I mean, like there's that. always work to do if you yeah. want to do work. That's true. So, yeah. yeah. So do you value a lot more your freedom, not your time, after you've read the lat race? I mean, I definitely can't go back to it. You cannot go back to no, it. No, I mean, I don't see why I would need to. I could just... Yeah. create another business or work with some other people on a business. I mean, there's no reason to really work. Now. I mean, it could be nine to five, but be with a group of people or whatnot. It wouldn't be for a company just as a yeah. consultant or something. Gotcha. That's all. 
No, and so, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of people want that, you know, that freedom in a sense that, hey, you do whatever you do with your time, right? So, for example, like during COVID but time. what is freedom, though? Well, I mean, to each of them, their own. I feel like, for example, during COVID time, you were able to do this crazy trip. And by the way, so Robert, this is the guy I was telling you about who just tr- drove around for like months during COVID time. Drove so, around? Like around the US? <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your trip, your COVID trip. Okay, so <laughs> I did just over three months around the US. I mean, I made stops in Seattle, Denver, LA, and Vegas, but most of the time I was out in state parks or national forest or um, national parks. It, you live in your ba- in the in a van. I actually have a forerunner, so it was yeah. I either slept in the forerunner or I tent. Yeah. Mm, or camping. Camping. I can't do that. <laughs> I mean, the weather is nice, especially California, man. Like, uh, he doesn't like camping at all. I don't. Oh, okay, I don't okay. do camping at all. Like, I, don't, I don't. Wait, have you it. done camping once? Uh, college. That's it. No, but it doesn't count. Though, like normal. But that's camping. Florida. And that's Florida camping. <laughs> No, I have not because I don't see, I don't see the benefits to it. <laughs> so, so why do you like camping so much? Just wondering. Hmm, why do I like camping? Let's see. So I do like the outdoors, and I like to be. I mean, I like to take photos. So you know, when you go out there, it's a good time to take some. That's true. Yeah, and, and you expensive. and like you have like. You're out there, and there's like the the times of day that you need to be out there to to get just like something good. Like you, it's nice to be out there at that time, I guess. Yeah, but it doesn't always happen for sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice to be out there and just get some fresh air, and you know, do some hikes and see something that you haven't seen before. And actually, I think you learn a lot about yourself when you're in nature and you have time to think. Kind of like you know, being at home during COVID and having time to think. Like this is just in a different space. That's true. You know, what do you think about that? I feel like a lot of people during COVID time had like they, I think for the first time in a long period of time, they had so much time for themselves. They don't know what to do with that, mm-hmm. and so I feel like that probably caused a little bit more mental stress in certain for some people, certain folks. Yeah, everybody, I think, like yeah. it's at some levels, like even for myself. Do you, so when you go on road trip, do you go by yourself most of the time? I had a few friends join me. Let's just part of the trip, right? Yeah, yeah, but I do enjoy, I enjoy both. Like, I like going by myself and just having the time and doing whatever I want, you know. And then it's always nice to have somebody else to be like sharing some memories and do some things together and, you know, just so cook this, together. This trip alone, you drove by yourself all the time? Then? No. You didn't drive by yourself? No. I mean, I, I drove most of it by myself okay, for okay. sure. Where did, wait, where did you it. start your trip? In Florida? Yeah. I mean, I actually drove my car the whole time because I only had one friend drive it one time uh-huh. for like two hours. <laughs> there was somebody next to me, you know? Ah, seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me your company. Yeah, so, yeah. so where, 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 what was the route? What did you, where did you go from? You went from Florida to where, to right, where, so to where? Florida to Texas. Okay. And then Texas up through Arizona, then... Utah and then Nevada and then California mm-hmm. and then I went back from California to Colorado and I shot straight up through Wyoming Montana and then through Idaho and then Washington wow. and 
Oregon, <laughs> California, and then back. And then back to Florida? Yeah, uh, back, yeah. Wow. Yeah, through Texas. Yeah. I ended up meeting with him in Vegas. Yeah. Wait, did, I see you, did I see you in LA too? With them. I mean, I saw you. Yeah, I did. I we went to the beach. We went to the beach, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first time I was in California. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so why we didn't you to... come with us to Joshua Tree if you were out? He, he was at he was at Nevada at that time, right? Uh oh yeah, yeah. So was, so you came you came so he was at Joshua Tree the week before that. Uh you could have said you went to San Diego? No. Did you go to San Diego or somewhere before after that? Or before that? that? I mean I did get out to Vegas after that. Yeah, I know you went to Vegas after that. So I was saw him in Vegas. I after did that. come back to LA after Joshua Tree, and then I went to Vegas. Actually, I did go to San Diego. Yeah, that's why you San Diego, went to Vegas. To Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How did you choose where you were gonna go? So initially, it was to see which national parks would be open because they were all still closed due to COVID, and I think they were in, like phase one or phase two when I left. So yeah, most places weren't really open. At least the visit center never opened. And I picked uh, Texas first because I wanted to check out Big Bend and also uh, Padre Island. Oh, I didn't go there. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That was Big open? Bend is awesome. Like, definitely want to go back there and check it out. Wait, where's Big Bend at exactly? It's just on the border of Mexico off the Rio Grande. Do you need a passport for that? No, it's in America. Oh, okay. Unless you cross the <laughs> river and you can <laughs> Go kayaking on the river and all those things, but you're supposed to have your passport. I'm curious to see what Big Ben is at right now. Yeah, it's right southwest. Wait, so you can wait? How big is this river? Can you swim across it? It's big. I mean, it's the border of America, U.S. and Mexico. How did I miss this? Did you go? People don't know about. Did you go that far south, Mike? When you drove, I went to uh, throw throw to what's the little town? El Paso. El Paso. Yeah, correct. It's close. Yeah. Okay. Because it, it because it was we were on our way to go to Louisiana, New Orleans. So we yeah, had yeah, to drive yeah. that fast out. Did you, did you was there any uh national park that you wanted to go to but just you, you didn't get to on this trip? Yeah, I didn't go to Yosemite because of the fires. Yeah, I mean yeah. we're just we going to Redwood instead. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see are the other ones. I mean, I really wanted to go to uh, Banff in Canada, but the border was closed. Ah. No, that's about it. Yeah, I went to most of you know, about that two weeks quarantine, you go to Canada. I mean, they don't let you cross the border. Yeah, they're closed. No, now they do, but it's two oh, weeks. Okay, now it's two okay, weeks okay. quarantine now. Mm. Because, because I was trying to plan a birthday for Whistler this year, and I'm like, I guess they're not going to lift this up anytime soon. So it's two weeks quarantine. So that's, that sucks, though. But it's gorgeous there. Banff is. is um, Maybe next year. What was your favorite spot? Favorite spot in terms of nature? I mean, I your favorite camping in general. Like, like if you were to go back to the same place every year, what would that favorite spot be? Hmm, it's a tough one. Anyway, think about this. Let's see. I really like camping in between Yellowstone and the Tetons. Why's that? because we had a river and you just could go swim and it was just a really good location and it was free so <laughs> good. yeah it was really nice like there was hot springs there too we could go to yeah it's that's cool yeah, is, that, I mean, is that between wyoming and i think that's actually or in, in wyoming, wyoming. In wyoming? 
Like, did you find a spot by accident or you just Google mapped it? So National Forest or BLM, you can camp for free. And there are some places that have set campgrounds that are free and you can just stay up to 14 days. So this was one of them. That's pretty cool. Oh yeah, I only paid, I want to say seven times the whole the whole trip. Wait, do you, have to yeah. do you have to register? Like be like, no. like make a reservation? Just just you drive in. up and first come first serve. So what's it called though? The website that you find out for that where this is that? Like so actually it's any national forest. So oh, even okay. Ocala National Forest, you can go in there and just camp anywhere as long as there's a little side like uh, opening that's made to so yeah. you're on the middle of the road. Gotcha. And I mean now it's hunting season starting, I think <laughs> in a couple of days. So there's only certain areas you want to camp in. Yeah, you might not want to camp <laughs> yeah. too much. You have designated there. areas. <laughs> You like so, okay, you like so, come up on someone and shoots you. Well, so I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like so for me, I enjoy camping. On the only time I enjoy camping, I guess, when it's like the perfect weather. I cannot enjoy like this Florida humid camping weather. Like, I, I, I even, I don't know. I, I just don't. I just, I uh, for like for example, I remember going to Tennessee for like a one of those cabinet trips and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, some people wanted to camp outside the cabinet. I'm like, sure, go for it. Go knock yourself out. You can step outside. I don't care. I'm gonna sit in my air conditioning cabin. Yeah, I, just... I don't know if I could do like camping in Florida or Texas. It would be like too hot. I think uh, Texas was humid. Yeah, before. I don't know if I could do. I like. I don't. I don't feel like I want to do it. But if I was, it, that would definitely not be the spot. It'd definitely be maybe NorCal right. where I it's like so nice and cool. I I could do it. I don't know. So the reason I don't like camping, I think we talked about with, with Alejandra last week was I just don't like being dirty and I don't like <laughs> sweating. So that's why like we went camping in, in Florida. Like it wasn't even real camping. It was college kids going out and drinking in the forest. Right. Yeah. So sleep. <laughs> and, and like, I was like, this is, this is rough. They brought out, like they had tents. They brought out like, their sleeping bags and slept in there and i was like no nah, i'm gonna go to the car i'll just sleep in the car it's like <laughs> better like more comfortable no yeah. I, I so for me in certain areas i don't mind like, for example like when i went to utah camping there's nice um what's called um what's that one park in utah uh just outside of salt lake city um and then i i feel like camping west coast in general when it's drier and the weather's more like 70 degrees -ish, it's not that bad uh, obviously the only thing is the bathroom issue, you know, but I mean, everyone does it the same thing. So it's like, you get used to it. But other than that, you're right. I feel like that peace of mind nature. I, and I feel like as I got older, I like that more and more hmm. like the quietness, you know what I mean? That just be with the nature type of deal. I mean, it's definitely nice to see the Milky Way when you just look up. So there's definitely a few perks that. Kind of I, I still haven't really seen amazing. the Milky Way when I looked up. Have you seen the Milky Way when you looked during the night time? <laughs> no, I don't even. Saw it every night at one I don't point, know what I would so... be looking for. Wait, with, with a naked eye? Yeah. Every night I was just like, I was just telling my buddy, like, man, it's so weird now. I don't see it anymore because there's no Milky Way in this, you know, light pollution. So, where did you see it? Like, so during your three month trip, where was the best, I guess, uh, site you, I, I guess, campsite you had? That you saw, you would see that. Hang so on. you can see the best when there's no moon. So oh, it's really yeah. oh, that. Because okay. if you're out of nowhere, you're out of nowhere. And the next city might be 120 miles away. So you don't see that much light pollution. Mm, that's true. 
Hey, hang on. Hey, Robert, we got to take a little break. My laptop's dying. I forgot to connect. Okay. All right. <laughs> hey, Let's break. A few minutes later. All right. Welcome Slowly. back. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Yes. Every every episode. <laughs> at least once. We get this at least once right now. Just uh, roll through, I guess. It's fine. Yeah. Well, at least this time we can get an audio issue or people or a lagging. I, we haven't well, we'll see, lagging. We'll see. We'll see the uh, audio issues once it's recorded. <laughs> And then once it's all done. Yeah. All right. So going back to our conversation, Trump, like, uh, so for, it sounds like for you, you enjoy camping just to get away from the city, get away from stuff, or do you try, or I mean, do you do this every year, just kind of trips or just. So I planned this trip ahead of time before COVID, but I wasn't planning to go for this long. So yeah, I do plan these kind of trips. So how often you hit this national park past couple of years, once a year? Uh, past five years like a few times i don't know <laughs> definitely more than you know so you are addicted to this though like you're you're, you're kind of like i don't say i'm addicted it sounds like it though at least i don't like well he enjoys it right it seems like i'm a list so. well you don't have a checklist which part you want to hit no like i mean some were closed so i just drove by them <laughs> but i go to a lot of the same ones over and over so same thing with the, when I travel, like I'm not trying to go to every country I can get to. I go to multiple countries, multiple, I mean, the same country multiple times because the first time it's just like, oh, I do like this place. Let me check out some more. And then I go again and then I go again. Yeah, so, yeah. so you get a different experience every time you go. Yeah, like I've been to Cuba a few times because I really enjoy the people, the, the cigars. Culture. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a beautiful place. It's just, it's just the setting. It's nice. Yeah. Mm. Gotcha. It's nice. So, so I, now, were you always like this when you were younger? Like, you, like did you actually enjoy camping, things like that? Or did that change as you got older? So I was actually born in, in Germany. So we didn't go camping that much, but I definitely lived in a village and did a lot of nature stuff all okay. the time. So you had a little bit of background. Yeah, that. yeah. I want to say, I want to say I love nature, even though if I didn't know it, because once I moved to the U.S., I didn't do anything in nature. Like, I didn't go camping. Yeah, I didn't do any of those no, things. No summer camps? No, I didn't go in college. None of that. Really? Yeah, so... Okay. Mike, you went to summer camp? No. Okay. You sounded very, you sounded very, like, No, no, no. You know shocked. what summer camp was? <laughs> no, I mean, you know what a summer school. camp was? I used to, I used to teach summer schools. Not be summer, summer school. Teach summer school? Yeah, because I was one of the TAs. Yeah. Wow, I went to summer school to finish college sooner. <laughs> well, that's different. Well, that's different. Co- that's different. That was like college, high though. school and stuff. But yeah, like, I was talking about more like high school and stuff. Yeah, yeah. High school, yeah. I did. I also went to community college and did like got graduated. Me too. I, did, I I I got the college credit. I think that was just like that's just like Asian. our yellow skin. That's what it is. <laughs> I mean, I was catching up. Your program. So. <laughs> no, the reason why I'm asking that question is because I feel like I. For me, it took me a, a while to acquire that. I love nature, I guess. I, mean, I love the beach for a while because I grew up I grew up in Caracas, so we always go to the beach every Sunday. Mm-hmm. So for me, I always like the beach area, no matter what, right? I, or the East Coast or West Coast. Mm-hmm. I just enjoy that, that sound, that ocean sound. And mm-hmm. that's just, you know, uh, that's just what I liked about it. Um, I never thought of myself that I would love to go to like a national park or forest until really I came to America and going to like, you know, uh, my first national park was uh, Yosemite and 
that just changed my perspective of things. It's, you know, uh, just the smell, just being, you know, so I get a different sense of relaxation. So it does, not, it's kind of nice to take your mind away from stuff. So, and I started to appreciate that a lot more when uh, I got older because I thought it was, it, it almost became like a necessity for me to get away from things to slow things down. Mm. So, yeah, I'm sure it's different for everyone. Yeah. Later that same evening. Okay. All right. And we're back. Um, let's, since, since it forced us to take a break, let's move on to our uh, extra MSG section. And we'll do some some funny stuff while we're yeah. since we're already on a break anyways let's do that so yeah. i'll start with mine i just sent you a link uh so you guys can click on that and watch the I, I have two i just didn't know which one to pick so just watch the first one first uh for those who are not on youtube watching us so it's pretty much it's a reddit post and the title is called streamer knows where the content is at so it's pretty much a, a girl who does live is this just playing. a picture no, it's a video. Oh, it's a video. Oh, it's coming up now. Yeah. So what, what this guy is doing right now is uh, is helping the girl editing uh, the camera angle, I guess, the focus on her body as she's oh. played Fortnite. Okay. And <laughs> okay, let's watch <laughs> it this. Zooms in in, into, it zooms it right into her boobs as they play Fortnite. <laughs> okay, so she's... <laughs> And it says streamer knows <laughs> where the cut is at. <laughs> just the cut off her face completely. Yeah. You can just watch it. Check, check, check that out. So I, 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 thought, I, thought, that, I thought that was pretty funny. And then the second one is uh, if you open the second link up, uh, for those who are not watching, much, <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. That's exactly what what they do on Twitch too. Oh yeah, for sure. They, they especially there's a lot. Of, I feel like with TikTok now, there's more. They become more viral. Yeah. There's more and more of them. You know what I mean? Like, it's just crazy. All right. So the second link I sent you uh, is pretty much Krusty. That's the title, and it's a and just Halloween just passed by. This guy's dressed like Krusty the Clown, but a sad version of him, and him holding a cigarette. <laughs> It's so good. That's <laughs> so sad. It's so sad at the same time. This is Krusty the Clown in yeah. real life. In real life. And then my sad version of him, though. It's just so good. Yeah. Oh. All right. So let me send you guys what I have. Um, paste it here. Go ahead. It's a video or is it, uh, it's also a video so it's this uh so what if you're not watching it's this uh german um like news anchor who uh -huh. is talking about the election but he accidentally keeps on his arm keeps on bumping the screen and pulling up texas like every <laughs> every time he does it so let me see if i can get this video <laughs> texas keep right here <laughs> yeah so he, like, he's like trying to talk to call heist <laughs> he just keeps on hitting uh, Texas. How often is this happening? Like four times? <laughs> no, it's way more than that. It's 37 seconds, but it's like every time he hits the Texas. Oh, his elbows keep hitting it. it looks yeah, like yeah. It. So like every time. <laughs> and at the end, he's like, he's like, oh yeah, my arm keeps on hitting, hitting it, and the Texas comes up. 
and it, as he's like telling them, he's like, "Oh, this this is what's happening." It, he hits the screen again and gets to. <laughs> that is so random. To be to be honest, though, I feel like you know, with now that the election's over, hopefully we get that like you know different memes now. You know what I mean? Different stuff. Oh like, man, memes are never gonna end, guys. <laughs> I mean, that's not political. You know what I mean? Like. At least it's, I, I think, I feel like it will calm down a little bit more. You know, we'll see. I mean, yeah. still, we still got to make sure that gets confirmed. I think it's confirmed and stuff like that. So. Yeah. So like when, like when we're recording this, like today, Biden got like the nominee, like he just got elected. Like he just, they just finished. Uh, Counting the votes finally. He just got 270 today, like earlier today. So, so yeah, like now it's all very new. We got Pennsylvania and Nevada, right? Yeah, they confirmed both Pennsylvania and Nevada for him. So, and I'm we'll sure see what rec- happens. Well, I'm sure the recount starts next week, so. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> all righty. Yeah. So, Trump, all right. So, moving on to the next topic. So, you and I talk about a lot about uh, mindfulness and being more conscious and about having, like, it, you know, having that mentality of becoming more self-aware of stuff. Like a lot of time, you know, I think we've been talking about this for the past what three, four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a on and off. Topic. It's a and it's so growing topic. Yeah, and then I feel like that conversation always evolves to something. Like, so I guess during COVID time, like I guess have you feel? Did you feel like you you learned a lot more about yourself more rapidly than you thought you would have, or like, or is the same for you? I'm just I mean, I've been on this journey for the I want to say past three years. So intentionally, I'm in it. So I'm gonna learn. So give a little bit of background for those who don't know what it means. But it's kind of like what you were saying about stand-up comedy, right? Like once you notice all these jokes, they just you see them everywhere. So if you're thinking about you know living intentionally, you might see it everywhere, kind of like that. So I'm more present. So can you explain this journey the past three years? Yeah, where did what you start? Yeah, thinking about this versus mm-hmm. like. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I think about mindfulness or consciousness very much, in general. I want to say I've been always somewhat a mindful person, like how I want to live. That's why I am where I am. But I didn't really realize it. Like I am a spiritual person until maybe three years ago, mm. and I did this course I told you about MIT. That's right. Yeah. In actually in LA. Yeah. And my it's funny thing because my friend just messaged me out of nowhere and she was like trump you have to do this and i'm paying for you <laughs> and i was like okay and i was actually on a cruise with my family in alaska and i was like <laughs> i have a life a jacket on right now but uh, i'll check like send me a link and i'll check it you know yeah yeah what's m-i-t-t so, stand for it stands for master in transformational training okay and if you go on the website, it's very vague. It just says, if you go here, you'll learn something and you'll improve, that kind of thing. Mm. But if my best friend says, hey, this is something you may need, you know, I trust her, so. But at that stage of your life three years ago, uh, were, your, were your mindset was, were you looking for something already or no? I'm just wondering. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I've always been on that path yeah. and like things pop up on my memories that I've said or I've sent to a friend 
and I didn't realize it, that it is spiritual. So does that help you with, I guess, knowing when you're judging something or not judging something? Like, have you noticed that? Have you, have you caught yourself doing certain things that you realize, okay, I shouldn't be doing this, or maybe I should be doing this differently? I mean, if you're present, you just notice things as they are. And usually we know if we're doing something that serves us or not. It's just if we actually do it or not. So you can know everything like right and wrong. Doesn't yeah. mean we all do it. Like, I know this food is not healthy for me. But maybe I want to eat it, and I'm gonna eat it. <laughs> I feel like it, you know, like whatever. So it's, it's not like, always about you know being right or wrong or judging yourself. It's just, I mean, try to find balance in all this, you know, okay. life thing. Hmm. So, so you say that. So, so, so was this May? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so, so pretty much she convinced you to do this course, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what she was didn't convince me? She just said. I still make my own choices because I told her like, <laughs> no, if I want to do it, I'll pay for myself because yeah. it's in LA. Like I still have to buy a flight. Like it's not like this easy where I'm just like, oh, you pay for it. I'm done, you know? Yeah. So actually the same, like 10 minutes later, I actually looked it up and I was like, oh yeah, let me book this and I'll figure out the flight later because I don't know, it sounds weird, but I trust my friends. So she did it and it worked out. Because I did have some questions about my limitations, for example. What do you mean? Yeah, so, so, I, I, was so I had a friend, actually Andy. Yeah. She was always like, Trump, you're not vulnerable. And I was like, <laughs> like say what? Not yeah, vulnerable. Not like, what does that even mean? Like, I love people. Like, I love my family. Like, I share my stories. Like, I'm vulnerable. But then, you know, <laughs> after a couple of times someone says it, you're like, Maybe I don't know what it means. Maybe I'm not vulnerable. Like, you know, it's not about doubting yourself. It's about growing. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing was kind of like weight loss. Like, why do I always do really well, lose weight and become healthier? And then suddenly okay, back. I'm like binging and becoming <laughs> unhealthy again. Like, why do I do that? Like, I know it's not good for me. It's not what I like or what I want to, but I still do it. So there's definitely limitations or... Is that limitation habits. so, or is that yeah, knowing habits? That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, they're all they're not the same. They they all are influenced by your emotions some way. That's true. And learned behavior. I mean, you can call what you call it. We do it to feel better, so it's a distraction. Like a satisfaction thing. Yeah. yeah okay. Like, even if you work out too much, it's a distraction because you're just doing it to do it. Like. I don't notice it. I don't know work out too much as a distraction. I mean, but it can <laughs> be. Opinion, yeah. I guess. It, it yeah. Can yeah. Be. Like people who are super fit and they look super healthy. That doesn't mean they're healthy. Like that's true. Their body can be very in pain or damaged, but they're still doing because that's who they think they are. That's and they true. keep doing it. And then yeah. maybe they distract themselves from other things. Like, yeah, no, that makes sense. Like, I mean, again, I don't know. I'm just assuming. So going to that class, I guess, for you, what was your expectation? Yeah. I don't have expectations. So again, I had those two questions. Okay. And in my opinion, the best thing to do is if you're going to do anything, you surrender to it. Like you, like you've put yourself course, into it. Yeah. You surrender to be like, Hey, you're there to learn what they tell you. Just do it because obviously you don't know and you're here to learn. So that's what I did. And I think it paid off. So when you, how did when you, you got... know, how did you know, like you're not surrendering to like some, something that's just, weird and i mean even uh, if it was weird it's okay know. i mean you don't have to keep doing it like so i surrendered for what is it five days 
And then after that, I could be like, I mean, it, I actually didn't take all the other courses afterwards. So they have different levels. This is just the basic. Mm. Then they have intermediate, advanced, and then legacy. So I just did the beginner, which is just more like a discovery phase to understand yourself more. What's kind of like understanding that you live in your own box of limiting beliefs. And that was enough for me. You live in going. your own box of your beliefs. We all have our own box I guess, of limiting beliefs. I, I guess because we're in a little bubble, in our own little bubble all the time. So well, you, you live in your own truth. That's like true. What's true to you doesn't mean it's true to me or to Robert. That's true. So that's your box. Hmm. Okay. So how do you expand that? What, I, I, have you learned to expand that? Is that what the course is for? To yeah. understand I think the that, box? Yeah, that course is definitely helps you break down the barriers of that box or yeah. at least see that you live in a matrix and mm -hmm. that it's not real because you learn all those are learned truths or it's mm -hmm. from experiences from society culture family you know trauma all those things so how, so um, i guess from that takeaway right so i guess your definition of mindfulness is a little bit different probably or it has evolved to i mean mindfulness just has one meaning yeah, but I'm talking about, I guess, the way you practice that, right? It's probably evolved dramatically in that, right? I guess it's just like everything else. You just know kind of what works for you and you do it. I, didn't, I mean, I don't know. I just want to say I have a couple of things that really help me, yeah. how I live every day. For example, I try not to be hard on myself. And that's one of my big ones, maybe because... I'm Asian or what do you I'm mean hard on yourself? Like, oh shit, I didn't do this. Or so like, like, let's like say that's cultural for sure. Yeah. Let's say I'm on a, a diet or something. Right. Yeah. And then suddenly I'm not doing that well, or I'm doing all the opposite things of doing what I wanted to do. I'm not going to be the hard on myself so I can go back and being on this diet, not that I really diet, mm -hmm. but that's just a sense of it. Because if you go downhill with it, you might keep going down until you're at the beginning again. And then you start back up. But now I'm actually don't go down that deep, maybe just a couple of days. And then I'm back and I'm still becoming healthier. So it's actually has saved me from, you know, just being at a constant um, level, maybe even though I'm going up and down. Now I'm actually going up a little bit and just a little bit more. But it's a. Uh, You're not allowing like, I mean, your like, your like negative self talk effect. Yeah, not being your, a hard critic of yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Totally agree. I totally see yeah, that. I mean, do you, do you do that to yourself often, Robert? I mean, when we were talking, like, uh, I think it was Sandy who was talking about a, a book talking about self-talk, and yeah. I totally agreed with that. Like, like when I like I've I've caught myself a lot of well, times. Are you harsh yourself? I guess wondering like often. Yeah, and, I like, and really? when things are going wrong, I'm definitely like, man, I'm the worst person that's ever been alive. Like, so, you know, like a lot of bad self self-talk. Um, and it, and it just like leads down to spiraling. It just spirals you down, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, and then talking to like just reading books and like talking to like therapists and stuff. There, there's always like, why why do you why do you talk so down to yourself? And I feel like I don't know. It might be something cultural where we're always like Asian Asians are like they we're brought up with our family and they're always like talking about how how like. Oh, everyone else is doing better than you, right? So then, when you're, you're when you're enough. when you're comparing, yeah. when you're comparing yourself versus everyone else in the world, like it's it's hard to to think that you're doing well. Where 
like if you really just looked at it you're doing all right i feel like it has i think like what tron said there's a fine balance of stay keep yourself motivated versus actually you know i guess punishing yourself for not doing what you're supposed to be at in a sense right like like for me like you can you, you can like you can like tell yourself to do better without like breaking yourself down right like yeah. without it's, force like talking yourself down the easiest way is you know are you guys on subtle asian traits no well they had these they have memes all the time and okay. one of the memes yeah okay yeah. basically yeah and one of the memes is like how do you say you did a good job in your language <laughs> don't know because your parents never say it so this is the thing there's no approval so you're always looking to do better because you know yeah. you say you're immigrated over here and of course they want you to you know be somebody so they push you mm-hmm. in the maybe not the best way and that's what we feel like we're never good enough we always have to show up the best way and mm-hmm. so it's competition not just with other people but also yourself so yeah yeah and then if you don't you don't like meet your expectations you're always going to doubt like yourself anyways and then i feel like you just do it more than is necessary like you like there should be some of that like motivation so struck a but... lot you're saying too much in a sense well you're kind of into your thoughts and your emotions mm-hmm. and it's not good for you so how do you handle that during covid time it's wonder for you how do you how do you like how do you handle your own thoughts i mean covid didn't really bother me that really much. it didn't bother you as much and actually it gave me a lot of time to grow and do the things I usually wouldn't do because I would be out drinking and hanging out instead. <laughs> <laughs> Happy hour cigars. Stuff. Yeah, so it's actually pretty nice. Like, so for, nice so for you, yeah, you had, you had a positive break, you're saying. Like, yeah, the, it was definitely strange the first two months, like before I went on my trip. And I definitely was itching to get out, and I did. But Mike, when I stayed home, it was nice. Mike, did you, did you find that like COVID was a negative effect on your mindfulness not necessarily so for me it was a little different because it slowed my pace down by force but that's a good thing for you no that doesn't sound like so for me it was a blessing in disguise so and part of and and the reason why i'm saying that is because i it also gave me time i literally gained back 10 to 12 hours back every single week right in a month, that's like 40 to 48 hours, you know? So for me, it, it kind of gave me my time to start thinking about, okay, what I can do the next Have couple of kids. Yeah. Well, not that, not that. <laughs> but like, <laughs> like, that's later on down the line, you know? Maybe but you thought about it. I thought, of course I thought about it, you know? <laughs> my parents tell me every time, when are you gonna get married? When are you gonna have kids? You know, every time I come home, you know? But not that though, it's just more like, I actually took the time and Think about you. You are single though, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but still, like, you know, but but that's not what I thought about actually. What, what I thought about is more like, okay, what I'm going to take the time the next couple of months to do. And then, because now I have this much, this much spare time, but I also had to wrestle with my own thoughts where, okay, you know what? Maybe I need to, now that I have more time to focus on things, I need to fix what is my challenge this year. So every year I had a challenge to try to fix some stuff on myself. Not like just improve on, not to say try to fix, just improve on. And, yeah and and i think actually that's one of the things i started noticing that the way i think about stuff my mindset the way i think about things like hey you know what it's the way you put certain perspective into it and i think you and i talked about this before like how you actually approach certain things 
And so it's I feel the like intentions, guys. Yeah, it's the mm-hmm. intentions for sure. So I, and I I'm trying to make every action have to has a purpose. And I feel like because of COVID, I was able to kind of plan that certain things more differently. Like for example, the podcast thing, uh, the stand-up comedy class thing. Like for me, it was like, how can I be a more improved communicator? Uh, and that was like a big goal of mine this year. And I think with COVID, I feel like it just hit, I accelerated the plan faster. Mm. So that's one aspect of that. The other aspect of that is that because I had so many moving parts of my life and I was also traveling for work, I, I was able to kind of narrow down my focus. So certain, obviously certain things, you know, happen, whatever work happened, happens. I can't control that. I just deal with it as it comes along. But I also feel like I'm happier because I know what I need to do now because I took the plan to actually figure that out a little bit more. Mm. So, oh, I just, as I said, for me, it was a blessing in disguise in general. So, how about you? Yeah, what about you? I don't think it was negative, like the, like all of COVID. It's, it's definitely like the first couple months, you're like super bored. Right, like I was, I was like just so bored. Was this before your cooking show, or after your cooking show. This is right before. Like this is what. So like, I was so bored that I started all kinds of stuff. I did the cooking show. <laughs> I did the podcast. Uh, I was working with someone else to like uh, to start up another business. Like, I, like I just got so bored that like it pushed me to do stuff. And it wasn't like I, 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 I think that because I worked through a lot of the negative stuff that i i do already that like this time of self-reflection what do you, mean negative thoughts that you, went through? What you do know you mean? like i always said like we went through i went through therapy to talk mm-hmm. about my down uh down talk and stuff like i did all that so like now when it's quiet i don't continue to do that right so gotcha. it i think if, if i hadn't done that like this time i would have been bored and then just been like what the hell are you doing with your life and just like it would have been a lot a worse. It would have been a lot worse than, uh, like I probably would be in a, in a worse situation or like a mental state. Um, gotcha. but like I don't think this affected me that much. Um, so Robert, other than just question. being way bored, and then now I'm like, now I feel like I'm too busy. But boredom is actually a thing. What do you mean? It's also I think a distraction of some sort because uh, we don't want to be within ourselves in our own mind. You procrastinate. So boredom is. It's actually not a good thing. So, okay, have you somehow? I forgot. So, have you ever been to a state where you purposely procrastinate something, and you know you gotta get it done, but you just procrastinate the hell out yeah, of that it? That sounds pretty normal. That seems like everybody. Like, who yeah. doesn't do that? So, so I, I, I've been having, I've been doing that for the past two months lately for certain tasks. I noticed myself that I'm procrastinating, and I'm like, I need to be here. I need to be, I'm right here already. I need to get this done. But I just struggle with that sometimes for certain tasks. And I like, I know it won't take me more than 30 minutes. It won't take me more than an hour, but I just don't like doing it. And like, but but I never had that problem before. It's just this year, just particularly this year, for some reason, these type of tasks, I just don't want to get it done. I purposely procrastinate it. I watch a movie or I go watch, I go for a run or for a basketball. And then I come back and do it the last second, you know? Like, but but I never noticed that before my like. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think even before I, I guess before COVID, whatever it is, or maybe this year, mm-hmm. I never struggled with that. I, I knew that I had to get this task done, just get it done out of the way, just move it out of the way. 
maybe because now you know you have more time so you can do that oh you need to decide the flexibility oh yeah maybe so it's what your, if i feel that time back state. up now then maybe you won't do that anymore i mean i don't know the only thing that's changed is you have more time <laughs> that's true i do have more time now and maybe you feel like you have a little bit more flexibility which is not good if that means i mean it's up to you if it's i mean good or not. it's good enough but yeah but like maybe it's like uh, it's like mentally you have like a, oh, I have so much time. So, but have you encountered that issue when you transition stuff like to, from, like from, uh, I mean, especially that you've been working for yourself, right? Like, because now the time is your hand in your hand now. How'd you, if you did, how'd you overcome that? So for me, it's hard to say, I still procrastinate and it's not like we're perfect beings. I definitely know when something's more important. I have a more priority value like let's say in terms of coming on time i try to be on time because that's how i show up and i don't really procrastinate on that if anything i just leave a little earlier but in well, not of, that i'm talking about just tasks in general you gotta get tasks i'm more i get turned into a workaholic so i'm actually more worried about doing too much or doing too many things so, oh, I think that's stage two yeah, as well. Yeah. So yeah. for me, I don't know. I mean, I procrastinate on things for sure. But it I feel like it's just it's just natural. Like, to I don't like feel bad about it or something. But I hate myself for doing that though. Like, and I'm like, I know I can get this done and get it out of the way. And I and I find it annoying because I've been noticing that a lot more the last two and a half months. Well, if you get it done, then you don't have to worry about it anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's much easier to just do. You it. can just break the habit by doing it. Yeah, and it's just little. It's <laughs> you just don't want. Task. You don't want. You don't want to keep that procrastination habit otherwise like you're gonna just keep doing it for everything so you yeah. just have to be mindful of what you're doing and just like yeah, be mindful that you're procrastinating and just stop <laughs> yeah, it right? that's what i'm saying like like how do you be mindful it's like, not easy that's for sure yeah. it takes practice yeah. yeah but i never had this issue before though like i've never had this issue before like well maybe there's something else has changed who knows uh, maybe it's Maybe it's too like much matcha tea is, or something. Like it, it could be anything. Maybe you feel like work is not that important anymore. Yeah. That's maybe your own time is more important. Who knows? I mean, there's something obviously. So you're saying my value has probably shifted. I not, may not yeah. be aware of that. Work is not everything. And, you know, sometimes we can be consumed by it, which I can totally relate to. So yeah. balance is definitely important in that sense. And that's one of my things. I've tried to, I'm actually gotcha. a little scared to work too much. So, Maybe I don't work that much because of that. I don't know. I never, I never seen this guy work for the past two years. So you ever seen him work for the past two years? Now, nah. oh, wow. all I see is all I see is to set up some studio. He just leaves, you know. So he just walks away. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But but um, so so Robert, for you that I guess when you, uh, part of the quarantine, right? You said that you know you get more time for yourself. I guess how many hours or happy hours you getting back? Just wondering. They're not going happy hours. A week oh not gonna nah like um <laughs> i want to say it's probably like uh five hours maybe four hours or five hours a week of like not hanging out with people anymore um yeah and like just not get be, like being at work uh i was able like i feel like when i was at work i was able to separate it from home much easier so wait, wait, we said when you're, when you're at the office then. When I'm at the office, yeah, because then like I'm forced to walk home. So like that walk home was like a Your separator. Your mindset changes. Uh, yeah. So and and I might even stay at work till like seven or eight p.m. But then once I'm walking away, I'm walking away. Now I walk from 
my desk to my couch and it's not like there's no real separation there do you do do you still do work after eight um yeah or no for sure i still work oh, yeah. a lot I, still, I think i work more now or like i'm like looking at stuff more and it's more accessible that's um, true on your phone and stuff like that yeah it's just i don't know i i and then now we're not going out as much so then i i'm doing more work or more other stuff like uh like gotcha. doing po- stuff for podcasts or doing other things so it just i don't know I, what was but, the question but, i forgot but it, it doesn't seem <laughs> like you're stressed you don't seem like you're stressed as, as as before though right like are you or do you feel like you're better handling your time better now than you were pre-covid my better handling my time yeah i, I feel like i was more organized pre-covid because i was doing so much you know what i mean like I had limited time, so therefore my time were blocked more efficiently, and and now like I think going back to you what you said before, saying I feel like I do have more spare time, so therefore I'm more lax with it, which Maybe. is kind of a bad thing I guess for me. I guess I guess I didn't notice that in a sense. Like now that you pointed it out, I mean it's only a bad thing if you think it's a bad thing. Sure, that perspective I guess you can say that. Yeah. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe you haven't experienced that yet, and maybe you can do it even though you have more time and still be not procrastinating and be productive. Maybe that's balance. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's one way to put it. But I also have more time to, to procrastinate. Well, if you think about this, <laughs> if you have a girlfriend or you have a family, guess what? You better make some time somewhere. It ain't just work. That's true. That's true. It's true. Being single, like you, all the time is yours. And then it's true. once you have a significant other, like you got to open up time. Otherwise, you're gonna be I mean, single again. Get to, for sure. So, so no. Now, let's go back to your original topic. So, after you took that class, right? Like, how do your, I guess, your consciousness, mindfulness, like, have, have you kept practicing some of the things that they taught you there? No. Or... So actually, the course is a discovery course. Okay. So it helped me realize that I was living in the matrix, and that allowed me to expand myself. And that's when I started. Just reading up more, mm-hmm. listening to things. And actually, I stumbled upon this meditation retreat. I told you about it before. Vipassana. No. So it's a 10-day retreat, and it's it has noble silence. So where, where is it at, though? They have centers everywhere. I did the one in Georgia. Okay. And it's actually absolutely free, donation-based. And I was saying there's noble silence, meaning you don't speak. You Hold, don't, for 10 days straight? Yeah. Noble silence. I mean, maybe share a link or something. It's yeah. pretty intense. So wait, wait, hang on. So it's 10 days. It's, like, it's like COVID on steroids. <laughs> Pasena, P-A-S-E-E-N-A. Vipassana, two S's. Wait, what so is wait. it? How do you spell it? V-I-P. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, Vipassana. I see. So wait, is it 10 days straight without talking? No talking, no writing, no exercising. No writing? No listening to anything. Uh, you get to be in your head the whole Wait, time. Wait, so it's just like quiet for 10 days? It's the weirdest thing, man. Like no phone. Uh, you have to give up your phone. You don't even look people in the eye because that's communicating. So you're looking down. So wait, what's the point of the retreat then? To meditate. It's like you being jailed by yourself. So you meditate like 10 you're hours You're literally being jailed by yourself. That's what it is. Well, you're in the meditation hall. 10 hours a day meditating and then you just eat breakfast lunch and you can have some dinner if you, you want. can't work out no because that's 
a distraction to your mind. So you just sit there in a hall for 10 hours. I mean, this is also my interpretation of about 10 hours, right? 10 days, 10 days. And then you meditate about 10 hours or more a day, 100 hours, 100 hours ish. And when I say meditate, you try to meditate, obviously, you're distracted in your mind. Yeah, your mind is I mean, for me, it took me a while, like, so hang on. So how did you even hear about this in the first place? So this is what I'm saying. I was just researching things. So once I became more aware of my limiting beliefs, I was actually looking into breathing and because a lot of people breathe like shallow. So actually it's supposed to be better to breathe through your lower, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. a lot of things. And this is like cultural too, because we sit a lot in the Western culture. And mindfulness came up, meditation came up, and somehow the pasana came up. And then, of course, my friend May, she was like, "Oh, I told you about this before." So <laughs> who knows? I might have heard about it before, and it just just came, you know, at that moment. Wow. But as soon as I saw it, I looked for the closest one, and I signed up. And there I was doing it. See, that's that's nice to have that because you not, because you don't have to worry about taking a day off for your own business. I mean, it's still hard because it's ten days with no communication. Period. No, no, I'm saying that you yeah. have the freedom to do that. I couldn't do that right away. And I'm like, hey, let me take 10 days off. See ya. Can you, can I take t- you can take 10 days off work, though. Not straight. I don't think you do it straight. It's, seven, it's like... If you wanted to. Yeah. It's really you seven days don't. of work, right? Or six day, or eight days of work. Yeah, I'm not in the middle of a project. I still need to check my email. That's the issue. You can't even check your email the whole time. Like, is that, that yeah, literally, you, got, you have no phone, no communication for 10 yeah. days straight. My, my parents would think I'm dead. So my whole idea um, about this was, okay, maybe I won't meditate. I don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, who knows what will happen. But I know that something's going to change because I've never So what did you notice before and after? I'm just curious. What I, what I noticed before and after. Yeah, I mean, what is it? Just what, being how on my change? phone for 10 days straight was already like <laughs> hard enough. But then not talking oh. like to anybody, even to yourself, like out loud. I mean, I was talking in my head for sure. It was definitely... Did you feel like time was going slower? Did you ever say to yourself, what the fuck am I doing? Oh, for sure. (laughs) I was like, wait, why am I doing this again? Yeah. But again, this is the thing where you get to surrender. And I surrendered. I tried to as much as I can. And I definitely, my intention was to surrender. So I did. And eventually it was fine. But the first three days was hard. Oh, was hard because I couldn't sit in one position for very long because it's uncomfortable. Yeah. So you try to sit in an hour at a time in one one spot. Just sitting in one spot doesn't matter if you change position. It's not easy. Like it's yeah, I can't even do that. Like, you like twitching with, while I'm talking to people. Like yeah, I have a hard like, time. Imagine sitting we're talking right here and we wouldn't move. Yeah, we're just sitting here. Like I couldn't do that. Yeah, it was it was intense. That's just crazy. I. So did you finish the 10 days? Yeah. Oh, so you did finish the 10 days. Yeah, yeah. So I guess after the 10 day, what, I guess from a mind perspective, what you learn, I guess, just wondering like, how'd you like? So you, I want to say you probably learned that you don't need to talk for 10 days or do you don't need to talk for every day if you didn't want to. I mean, there's a lot of things you learn and I'm probably still learning about it. I don't yeah. even know. But I definitely felt lighter. Like there was something about being disconnected and being in your own 
body and mind. And were you in the wilderness or were you exactly like, was it Georgia? Where? Like, were you in the forest? Uh, the, the this park? place is in the forest, they, but they have one in like by Joshua Tree. Okay. So they have them everywhere. California has like four centers, plus one of Florida is. Uh, so, pay, wait, so, so, so you just pay for your room and board, is it? You don't pay anything. Everything's provided to you for free. And you can donate whatever you want. That's crazy. Or you don't donate. It's up to you. It's, it's... So can you quit in the middle of it? And just you walk can. Away? People did. People did. Wait, I, actually, when you went, how many people started with? How many people left? I don't remember exactly how many people, but... Some people think, quitting. I think... Do you start with a class? Is it like a like a group of people all together, or does everyone just come in whenever they want? We all start at the same time at the beginning because uh -huh. they give you like the information because you can't talk anymore. So they do it all on the first day, like the first couple hours, and then that's it. You don't talk anymore. They hit this gong, and that's it. Like I was lucky; I found my roommate, which we shared bunk bed, and I literally had like five minutes left to tell him like, "Hey, if you want to change the AC, you can do whatever you want." <laughs> like, literally, I had to like tell him all these things before we couldn't talk anymore. So you couldn't write a letter to each other. No, that's talking. That's communicating. Oh. Yeah. So how do you how do you avoid not talking to your roommate? You see each other. I'm just curious. How do you avoid no. that? You just like, you just look away. You look away. Like you walk in and out. You do whatever you want. Like you just don't talk. Like you don't know. Like you don't open the door for them. Like you just what? You just pretend they're not there. That's what I did at least. So so okay, so, so literally this was your day. You walk. You wake up. Do your shower thingy, whatever it is, and then you go meditate. I mean, you wake up, and then most likely you try to wake up on time because you wake up at like four or four thirty. Wait, what? Why would it yeah. be? Why would I mean, it you can check out the schedule. It's, it's different. So, so, so they have a routine for you. Then. Oh yeah, like there's times to meditate, time to eat, when you can actually have time to shower. Oh, uh, so you can't. There's not really like a freedom of that. No, like I mean. Fall. Otherwise, how is everyone going to meditate together and keep the peace? Like people coming in and going, like we'll be distracted. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, so like, is there a time where you like have to do recreation stuff? Like, for example, so you only, want to go for a run. So you can't even run because you don't exercise. You can take a walk, like outside. Yeah. They have a little forest area, at least at this center. And I would, I would eat lunch, and then you have that little break, and I would like take a little walk, and then that's it, and then just relax a little bit. Wait, did they communicate to you, like what, like? Only the, Times only the teacher and the teacher assistant. Those only two people would pretty much talk. Like those only people we heard talking. Uh. Yeah. Oh, you just heard talking. You never saw them. Because no, they gotta tell you when to go get oh. food and stuff, right? Like they. So they, there's people who actually serve for free also, and they hit the gong. Us. Like there's times for everything where they hit the gong because you don't have a watch, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't wear a watch, so. You hear the gong for waking up. You hear the gong for lunchtime, breakfast time, all those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you just go. That's crazy. Ten days. I don't know I if I could know. do this. This Can you seems. Do 10 days straight, this seems. I couldn't do one day. I don't think it's. I mean, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. I, I could do one day, but two. It's maybe, too much. No more than two days, probably. You'd be surprised what you can do. That's the thing. I think that. if I got to three days, I would be able to do ten days. But that first day, two days, three days is going to be really hard. So what hard. day did you see most people leaving? It varies. Like, What's the, What was the biggest flock of first day two? I don't even know. Like, I'm not even paying attention. Uh, like, I'm more into my own, you yeah. know, world. You can't, like, you can't communicate. So did you end up setting a goal in your 10 days? I mentioned, hey, you know what? In order for me to get to 10 days, I'm going to... I mean, my goal, goal was to surrender to 
whatever they're telling me and doing it as best as I can. So, so be, be present in the moment at that time for you, yes. No, like they were like, hey, this is what you're going to do. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that. Gotcha. Like, and I actually did do my own little thing, like for the meals, you can eat as much as you want. Well, you can but, eat as much as you want? Well, it's like a buffet. So, Ooh, I like that. But the thing is, <laughs> I didn't want to get, like, if you eat too much, you can't meditate well, right? Because oh, now you're sure. just digesting. So I was like, okay, if I'm here to meditate, it's probably not a good idea for me to eat that much. So I only ate one bowl per sitting. And actually, I lost like 20 some pounds, I think. It was crazy. In 10 like, days? In 10 days of eating vegetarian food. And probably muscle weight too. But, you know, like, yeah. it was def- I felt lighter. It was... It's worth the experience, let's say that way. Like it's different for everyone. All right, let's do it. Let's go to Judge Street again. Let's try. Again. I actually signed up for next year. January, up? yeah. Oh, you going back to JT? No, this is in Georgia. They're opening up the courses again. Where? Where in Georgia? In Jessup, Georgia. Where's that at? It's just north of Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So why are you doing it again? Because I think every time you do something like that, you learn something new, right? So do you look for this all the time or like uh, or stuff like this or do you just, just research and just happen to stumble upon this, this kind of stuff? I'm really not looking for stuff anymore. It's just, I know that this serves me. Like it's something that does something good to me. I don't even, even if I can't explain it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just doing it again to see. Gotcha. So I guess as you were learning three years ago that through this journey, right? You said that you were researching stuff. Like that. Is there a book, is there one book that stands out for you that you, you think you'd learn a lot from? Yeah, I know you read a lot, so like, I think it's the I think the best part of being with spiritual is just having good conversation and learning from other people and yourself in the process just by talking, kind of like a podcast. Like you learn so much about different things because maybe you have a different perspective or different spiritual path, so you can you know grow from that. I mean, to be so, honest, though, I mean, I cannot say honestly. I have a handful of friends I can talk about this kind of stuff. I mean, do you, Robert? Like, I can maybe name five, four. I mean, you don't need that many. Yeah. But, 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 you, but you see what I'm saying? Like, what you see what I'm saying? Like, in general, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know when are, this would come up in conversation yeah, between, like, true. my yeah. close friends. It's it's a weird thing because that's pretty how, much all I talk about but nowadays. I, I don't even know how and you and I started talking about this kind of stuff before, three years ago. I don't know. Yeah. So, like, but... But now that I know you talk about this kind of stuff, I tend to talk to you about more about it just because... I know you can relate this a lot more, but it's just hard to find that group of people. I, I, I mean, for you, let's for say you. this way. Let's yeah. try talking to somebody about it. Yeah, but it's kind of hard to start that conversation. How's it hard? It's, I don't know. I think it's hard in general. Like To talk about mindfulness and it says how you want to grow positively. That's hard. Well, yeah, not just necessarily growth wise, but I think more about navigating that thought process, I think. I think that's harder to talk about. Because- I think it has to be top of mind, right? Like, because yeah. for me, it's just never top of mind to, so like it never comes up in conversation. But not only that, but being vulnerable to share that kind of stuff. I think I that's think the vulnerable the, part. Uh, yeah, 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 I think yeah. that part is the hardest part. Well, let's say this way. The more mm-hmm. vulnerable you become, people will be vulnerable back. So you just share and then people will respond accordingly. Well, this is why I like stand-up comedy. I can say all this stupid shit about myself and you know, no, one, no one will care. <laughs> They'll care. They just... They'll <laughs> like, just laugh at it. They just laugh, laugh at it, or yeah. not, right? <laughs> I mean, you never know until you try. That's true. That's yeah, it is. It's a, it's a, it's another way of storytelling. So, 
I don't know. It, it would be interesting. But I mean, with that in mind, I guess it's just the reason why, you know, I kind of, I think this topic has a lot caught my attention at least the last three years, because I also felt the same way when I went to Santa Monica, actually like the last three years, it's just that kind of mindset already there. So I was able to meet people with which I was able to talk about it more. Like Alejandra, yeah, literally, I met her at a random coffee shop. We started talking about stuff like this. And it was mm -hmm. just a random thing to have that happen. Mm -hmm. But I feel like in Orlando, it's very hard to do kind of stuff like that. I don't think so. That's just your mindset. Is it though? And I think it's also maybe for you, it's a change of space. I mean, I think I told you this. A change of space in terms of Like it's just a different place and you feel like a different person maybe. That you can be like that if you want to. So it's like when you travel, you know, you can be anybody you want. That's you, true. You, this is, it's the story we tell ourselves who we are. Mm. And when you're in Atlanta, you're this person. When you're in Santa Monica, you're that person. I don't know, but. That's true. Well, I'm trying to live the same lifestyle now back when, when, now that I'm back. You know what I mean? I'm trying to live the same way as I did in Santa Monica. And obviously, I, I, it's only been like two weeks though, but so I'll see how that turns out. But I don't think I've lived differently though. I, I may be more, a little bit more out there in a sense, but I don't know. It's just, I feel like it's just a different vibe because you are in a different location, but also at the same time, you're, you're in a familiar location. Therefore, you're a little bit more, I guess, uh, you, you know. Have, you have certain habits that you Yeah, have. you have certain habits, certain expectations already too. Mm -hmm. We already know Orlando a certain way. So That's it's true. It's hard to yeah. be like, oh, no, Orlando is actually like Santa Monica. So obviously there's different pockets everywhere. Like Santa Monica is a little pocket out in, yeah, right, yeah. in LA. So that's true. In Orlando we have pockets of that kind of spiritual conscious people. Yeah. If you if I think if you wanted to, you could find it. I mean, you just have to. I'm be sure. Open I'm to sure it. I wanted to. It's more just I guess finding the right I guess mentality crowd for that for that kind of stuff. So, yeah. You yeah. just have to look for it. That's true though. So what what I want to I guess you know. Uh, by the way, we definitely need to, uh, sorry, for just for timing purposes, you know, but I feel like, you know, if someone's trying to look for this kind of stuff, right? Is there like, were you, did you just start Googling this kind of stuff? Like, like how did you yeah. find out about this whole uh, stuff? I, mean, I, just, word. I was just curious and I was Googling and talking to my friends and asking questions and just, I guess, being more vulnerable. And, and, and you just, Jump into it. That's too much. It's so for you. I mean, that's what I wanted. So gotcha. I did it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't think you just can you jump to ten days. Just I don't want to sign up for this for ten days. <laughs> um. I mean, it's. I said if I, I, I think what if I really if I really wanted to do it, I would sign up. Like, it would be like I would do it. I just. I would have to be in the mind space of that's what I wanted to do. Um, that's true. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's not for everybody, obviously. For... Yeah. And you don't go in there for like having expectations. That's yeah. why you just surrender. Because if you go in there like, oh, after that, I'm going to be this mindful, you know, super guru mindful person. Guru. <laughs> that doesn't, might not happen. You might like come back and be like, yo, nothing happened. Like I'm still the same. So have you noticed that when you did that, have you noticed your own ego change? I mean, I had a spiritual high for sure. What do you mean by like, that? What do you mean for spiritual high, sorry? So when you experience anything yeah. and you say it works for you and you like it, you become kind of like a fanboy, right? Like, uh, oh my God, like this restaurant is the best, <laughs> dude. I had the best ramen here. And then you just tell everybody about it. You're gotcha. like, oh, you gotta go here and check it out. Gotcha, okay. So I had 
to definitely catch myself because I felt that, and it was so weird because I'm not a fanboy type of person. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> what? No, I'm not sure. <laughs> Mike has a different side. No, Mike sees a different side of you. Like, <laughs> I don't feel like a fanboy, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I used to be a fanboy at some point. Who knows? Yeah. You know. So, so anyway, so so you're saying is that what you felt like after people came out of it? Sometimes like you were like just. You just want to spread the, the knowledge, I guess. It's just like spreading something that I knew would benefit people kind of thing. You know? I'm a fanboy. I'll admit that. I'm just fanboy like, a lot of stuff. You know? Yeah. So, but I didn't really do it because I caught myself and I waited to talk about it like at least a week. Why? Because I could feel it. It was. But how's that an ego thing? I'm just wondering. Like, ego? Yeah. I mean, the ego is better afterwards, I want to say, because. You quieted it. Think about this. I mean, you all have ego. Yeah, correct. I, yeah. I think I think having ego is fine as long as you, there's a balance. Ego is actually not that good for you. I, I thought so, you know. I wouldn't be that big of a balance. Though. At least huh? at least having a balance of it though. Now ego is usually if I think of someone a they have ego, it's about that person being right or wrong. Like oh no, no I don't think about ego like that okay. in a sense. Uh, for me, it's a little bit different. It's more about Having that, sometimes you, it's not necessarily being right, it's just that, okay, you want to be right where you, you, you've done your work that you, okay, you, you want to be right because this, you know, you want to get things done a certain way, right? Mm -hmm. And this is, sometimes it's just, there's only one way to do it, but necessarily it's like, it's just, it has to be balanced. It's not necessarily being a bad thing though. Obviously there's an ego where that just completely just like, I feel like it's a confidence thing. It's also part of a confidence thing. If you don't have enough ego, I think you need to look up what ego means because I don't think that's what it means. Yeah. Like, oh, you mean from a deficient standpoint, though? Like from the dictionary standpoint. Oh, yeah. yeah I, well, I think confidence I, is good. Ego, ego seems ego like the negative side of being overly. Ego confident. is all about you. You, yeah. me, me, me. What do you need? What do you need? That's in touch for yourself, though. No, you don't I mean, think there's so? different kind of ego. Like that's not. Being selfish and ego is a little different because ego, you can be like, I don't give a F about anybody else, just me. That's different. Where you can be selfish, but you're doing because you love yourself, but you also are still mindful of other people, maybe. Well, that's what that's what I would put it. That's fine. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to argue with that part, but I guess, I don't know, me reading different literature of ego, it's I, obviously too much of it is bad. It's just for sure. Like, and but there's certain time he's, aspects he's that. Look about ego. That's pretty much right. So ego definition. Yeah. You think it's more like confidence and like, yeah. like, yeah. You mix, I think it's mixing in with other things. But yeah. overall, usually ego is, I think, not a positive thing. Okay. So, so now ego. Like I looked up a definition. Right. It says a person's yeah. sense of self-esteem or self-importance. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like it's too much of it. It's bad. Which is. And it's confidence, but it's it's like, I feel like too much ego. Like you think of yourself way higher than everyone. Well, else. that's what I'm saying. That's too much. And that's bad, the negative, right? right? And you and how do you ground yourself? You know, you have to quiet the ego. You have to recognize that, and you know. So, I'm not. I'm still not sure about the ego thing, yeah. but I know a lot of people want to destroy the ego, like they do ayahuasca it. and all these other you know, psychedelic things yeah. to destroy the ego because they know that the ego is not serving them Gotcha. because it's getting in the way of becoming who they actually want to be. It's actually destroying their relationships, 
and is it, harming because, them. is it blocking their consciousness from being where they want to be in a sense i think it's just blocking them from them being okay because, how do you destroy that i mean i still can't imagine how we I mean, haven't done any of those i don't know <laughs> but I mean, so we we tell ourselves who we are, right? Like, hey, I'm Trung. I'm a photographer. Yep. I like to camp. That's all about who we think we are, and that's part of the, I guess, the ego too. Like, yeah. this is what I'm telling myself. Mm -hmm. I'm the, I'm a really good photographer. You know, like all these things. But you that, need a little bit of that, right? Don't you think that in your life? But they're not important. They're not. Important. I don't think it's important. Like. You just get to do whatever you want and be whoever you want to be. That's all that matters. It's not about how good you are or how bad you are. Once you start thinking right and wrong, good or bad, there's no really, it's all great. That's the thing about life. We just create those labels. Like you might say, hey, I'm a great con consultant. Yeah. Oh yeah, maybe you are. And that's great. It doesn't matter, I guess. <laughs> but sometimes you're not that good, maybe. So it doesn't matter. Like overall you're doing fine and you're doing your job and you're performing as you should and that's it hmm. but being good or bad or it's all labeling and it's can be a negative thing because we start seeing everything a certain it has to be judged right like oh you're not that good look at hmm. you like so, so that doing what i'm doing or something so going back to your 10-day experience did that quiet your ego or did that make it surface more so through the 10 days yeah Obviously, you're not meditate. I mean, I didn't meditate all the time because I'm thinking about things because yeah. that's all I can do. I can't do any of the other things I'm used to do to distract myself, yep. like listening to music or watching Netflix, you know, whatever, or eating. So, <laughs> yeah, I definitely felt like my ego was less. Yeah. But I had also, I feel like, an ego from becoming more spiritual because this is what I was saying like you feel like you know more than others because you've experienced this spiritual thing oh that's special highness then, you're yeah talking so about. that's what I was trying to say like I didn't want to talk about it because I felt like a fanboy which is kind of like I don't want to say it's ego but I felt like oh my god you got to do this because I know and you don't know yet you should check it out you know that kind of thing mm. I see what you're saying so I guess when you I remember you telling me to check out this MITT class after you took it and I looked into it. I don't know why I hesitated. And I, at that time, I was definitely super busy just to, but also at the same time, when you say super busy, you have to prioritize it, right? And because five days is a lot, it's a lot, it's a time commitment for me. Well, it's three weekdays and two week and two days on the weekend. Yeah, and, then, and they, don't, they don't offer this. It's actually after work hours, so the three days on the weekday. It oh, starts really? at like six or something. But, but also at the same time, though, this doesn't happen very often either. Like, I think this well, happens, happens very often. No, it happens like what, once every two now months? Now they do it online, which I don't know how it is, but they no say way. it's the same. They do it online? Which I don't, I don't see how, but they say it's- Is it cheaper? <laughs> I don't think, I don't know. I haven't looked. Wait, how much is it? When I did it, it was five hundred. So okay. like yeah, it's not that bad. I, the price is not that bad for what you get out of it. It looks like. But how do you do it online, though? That kind of stuff. I don't know, because there's a lot of visualizations and like actually a couple. What are they called? Um, like you work with another person to go through certain experiences. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it should be interesting. I'm sure they figure it out. Gotcha. 
Mm. And well, again, it's attention, right? If you do something, you want to grow and learn, it's it's gonna happen. Right. Yeah. That's probably that's probably what it is too. If you're signing up and you have the intention to do it, then uh, you're probably more likely. To I, I just don't know that kind of experience. I feel like that kind of thing has to be in person to feel the energy, the vibe, that the the environment a little bit. I don't know, like just at least for me, I wouldn't be able to do that online. I think if you wanted to feel it, you'll feel it online too. Well, you didn't want to do it in person either, so that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, so. that, I, I don't know what was the hesitation behind that. To be honest, I'm trying to remember yeah. why. I mean, you don't have to do it. I'm just saying. Yeah. So anyway, but so now you're looking forward to for your next ten days in Georgia. Yeah. And I why? mean, I didn't get accepted yet because. There's such a long wait list. So why do you want to do it again? Just wondering. Why do you want to do that again? Just to see what happens. Just like, okay. like just like getting into another relationship with another person. You don't know what's going to happen, so you do it. That's like that's like asking why would you want to go back to a country you visited, yeah. right? Like, Especially if you enjoyed it, though. Like yeah. if you enjoyed it, it's a no brainer, right? Like sure. oh, I'm definitely going to visit that place again because mm -hmm. I had fun the first time. Yeah. Gotcha. So by the way, how do you know how much you donate once you finish? How do you know what's the right amount to donate? <laughs> I mean, I didn't donate anything. What? When you finished? How so, could you? This guy admitted in, in the podcast, you know? Hey. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, actually, I mean, hold on, hold on. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> so I donated yeah. my time. I actually went for 10 days and served. Meaning, oh, you served. Okay. So you cook, clean, you do everything that, you do everything so that people can meditate for 10 days. Mm. Oh, so you volunteer too your, at your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, that's what they prefer more because they get a ton of money. That's probably better. That's probably better anyways. Yeah. They can't do it without volunteers. So if nobody volunteers, because there's no money involved so wait, in how terms do you, of running. How, how do you do the same, do the, did that, did that and volunteer to do the work at the same time though? That's, that's not possible. I didn't. I did it a second time and I served. Oh, when you came back. Yeah, yeah, Got yeah. It. I came back another time, like half a year later. Hmm. And I spent 10 days in. So pretty much it was a camp served. for you. And that's the second time I was camp. I mean, yeah, you have yeah. your own room and everything. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. I actually stayed in the kitchen. It's pretty cool. Nice. You stayed what in the kitchen? <laughs> so the kitchen had a couple dorms, like the old school ones, because before it, was, it expanded, it was much smaller. So yeah. everything was like in one place. On site, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In one building. Oh, now wow. they have multiple buildings. So how, how in the average size, how big are these classes or these sessions? I, I want to say for the one in Georgia, it's about whole students minus like the staff and everything yeah. i think it's like 80. holy so crap like 40, how do you not communicate with 80 people and make eye contact you know what i mean like that's a, how do you not able to communicate so women and men are actually separate oh okay that's one because so there's Sounds like, by the way, it sounds like prison to me. It's much more complex. Sounds like prison. <laughs> they can talk in prison. You can talk in prison. Yeah. But men sit I on one 60 side days when in. they meditate. Women sit on the other side. We stay on separate sides because there's this whole moral thing first. Like there's different levels of, you know, uh, finding, you know, the path in line. That's interesting. So art. So so now I, when you're going back second time, you go to a different level stuff. No, you oh, sit with the all the thing. same people. Oh, so there's no like a level two, level three. Level I mean, level. your level is just how you meditate. That's okay, gotcha, level, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Like, so, so do, do they teach you different ways things to meditate better? There's only one way, pretty much. Just do it. And everybody does the same thing. I think until you get to, until you do more than 10 days, maybe, then maybe something changes. But I don't think it changes much. It's more like an understanding that changes than a... 
Wait, so is there something more than 100 days? You can also do 20 days straight and then 30 days straight oh, wow. and more. Like, so before, back in the day, I guess it used to be, I don't, I don't know. I think it was like the regular course was like 30 days. Like the only course was 30 days. But so then one they, course is 30 days. So they realized that 10 <laughs> days is enough to get for people to get there, yeah. to experience this, this that one flow piece, that is that one meditation. Piece yeah, okay. For most people, so they shorted to ten days. So, so, you, so you, do you know anybody that's done thirty days straight? How do, how do people have time, the time to do it? Some people become kind of like monks ish, like they work there maybe, and then they they're just older. They have the time, you know. They're more retired, so it just depends. Like I would, have to, I would have to take a sabbatical first to do thirty days straight, like that kind of stuff. I mean, first you gotta do a certain amount of days before you can do thirty days. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you course. can't just go and be like, oh, I'm ready for thirty days. So they won't let you do that. Yeah, they won't. Okay, I got that. Oh, they won't even let you do it. You have to do a bunch of ten days first, and then twenty days first, something like that. I okay. don't know the details. So that's like a prerequisite for that. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just makes sense because they want to help people who are very dedicated to it to improve. Obviously. Even if you're good after 10 days, doesn't mean you have the prerequisite to do 30 days because other people are putting in their time already. Gotcha. So how, so do you share this kind of information with a lot of your friends? Like say, hey. They ask me. Oh, but, so they have to ask you the right question for that I kind mean, of thing. Okay. Do they want to know about it? If they don't, then why should I? Yeah, you don't want to be like bombarding them with stuff that they don't care about. Care about, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's cool. And I might mention it, like if we're talking about meditation or something. But so do you meditate outside now more than you have the last three years? Have you noticed that you meditate more and more often, more frequently? And you got, I'm mean, actually, you probably got better at it, right? I mean, I don't know if I got better at it because they say you're supposed to do two hours a day afterwards, which I haven't kept up. Gotcha. Did you meditate at all during your COVID trip? No. Really? Why not? I mean, I did it a couple times, okay. but no, like once you're out there and you're, I mean, it's just an excuse. I brought my meditation cushion, everything. Trust me, like I had these plans, but you know. You get distracted, you get distracted. It's not about distracted. I just didn't make the time for it. Like I could have done it and I'm like, no, I'm just oh, gonna go. Procrastinate. What you do instead though? What you do? You procrastinated. What you do instead out there for like 10 hours a day outside in the outdoor wilderness besides taking photos? What else did you do? I mean, I, I did a lot of things. Like, okay. definitely had all the time in the world. Cooking takes time. I mean, it's like, there's so many things you can do. Like, I definitely wasn't bored where I was like, oh, I got to meditate now. Like, it wasn't. So you didn't really put it in priority. List. I didn't put it in the, I mean, I plan to. And yeah. I plan to do a lot of other things, too. Yeah. But this is how you learn. You realize, like, hey, sometimes the important things in life, you don't make time for them. Like, even if you could. Like, yeah. I, I noticed that when I came back to Orlando, I tried to do that. It, in Santa Monica after work at 6 p.m. after my run, whatever it is. And no, and I, I was pretty successful about it three to four times a week. Now, once a week even here in Orlando. Just because, I, I don't know, I, I became, it became an excuse, right? But it's kind of weird though, it's just, but I'm trying not to relapse to that old habit. You know, to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get back to what I was trying to live the same lifestyle as I did in Santa Monica. So I don't know, and I, I'm becoming more aware of that now a little bit more, so. So yeah, I'm just wondering, like, so like, so I mean, well, listen, I know too, I just want to wrap this up, right? In a sense. So if you were to pick one book the last three years you've read, what would that be to, you can recommend to somebody? I'm just wondering, like, 
any book is it? Just any book. If someone wants to like learn more, yeah, I'm like, what would they? Well, I know you've read what would they lot, do? So, like, I know, but like it depends on the level of spirituality or where they are. Doesn't matter though. Again. Whatever one book that you feel like they can. So one them. book I actually really like and I haven't read it yet, but okay. it's supposed to be really good and it makes a lot of sense. Is uh, and it just came to me, so I'm just gonna say it. It's called The Body Keeps the Score. The Body Keeps the Score. Yeah. What is that? I forgot who wrote it. I actually have it on my, my living here. Bezel van der Kolk. That's what it's and it's pretty much saying that whatever you do and you have uh, emotional trauma or anger or anything or stress, it's in your body. Everything in your body is, is there emotionally. So once you, you know, let those things go or whatever you want to call it, you'll feel a lot better. Gotcha. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So that's a good one. Like it's just good to think about because, you know, everybody, everybody disease goes and a lot of things yeah, are you know stress related and it affects us. Even though we might say like, oh no, it's it's my diet or it's you know. So how did you hear about this book? If you haven't read it yet, just wondering. Uh, May totally told me oh, about this a long time ago. Like, <laughs> and again, I understand the gist of it, but I haven't read it. But I will eventually. Yeah. Yeah. You hear the main? He will eventually read this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, she knows I'll eventually read all of it. <laughs> so, by the way, so Robert May is the friend who let us uh, rent that place in JT. Oh, okay. Yes. That place so was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a <laughs> good circle. He helped build some of this furniture stuff. Oh, did he? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I love it, yeah. That place was so nice. Like it going there. Yeah. All right. Let's uh let's finish up. Our podcast by yep. doing um, our little vent session. Um, do you, you have go first, Robert? You, go you, first. Want, you want me to go first? Yeah. All right. So my vent is uh, since we just had the election, um, I want to vent about why it took so long to get results done. <laughs> like I feel like it should. It's not the first time, though. You know that, right? It's not the. It's not the first I understand, time. but like we had four states that were like taking forever to to. Figure out and it's what... not Florida fault this time. Remember? I know Florida actually counted really <laughs> quick. It's not Florida's fault this time. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the anticipation was totally felt. Yeah, but it was uh, it's a lot of it was like Pennsylvania where they had like two and a half million votes that were mailed in, millions. but then they yeah. didn't even like look at them or count them until well, election that's the day. Law, right? That's their that's the law. That's the state law for them. I know, but they when they're when they're putting in these. When they're sending out mail-in ballots to everybody, why wouldn't you take this into account that this is going to happen? Like how? Yeah, I feel. I also. I mean, to your point, I don't know the answer to that, but I'm saying like certain state laws are are forced to only start counting ballots during the election day, and certain and so that way you don't cheat in a way, right? Yeah. And then certain it. state laws that you can start counting those mail-in ballots ahead of time. So right. I don't know. To be honest. Uh, I feel like that's uh, a bad you, rule. I'm wondering, could they make a federal rule? Hey, everybody does the same thing. No, no, because you want to you want to let the states have their have their uh, ability to to, uh, to like just do stuff and to test stuff, right? Like, that's like true. you should be able allowed to like have your elections the way you want, but then in the end, then we can't have, complain about that. Then being there's all being delayed. No, I I can because I think that's like you want you want them to test stuff, but this is a bad test. Like this is obviously shows that it's horrible. 
a bad way to that's do a, it. All I'm saying that's not sure this for this time. That's all I get. That's, uh, that's, that's all that you're you're happy about is like Florida about, didn't yeah. mess up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how many elections Florida messed up or delayed? I know a lot. A lot. Yeah. I, I, yeah. So. And Florida, Florida was real fast this year. It was really fast. We started the night off. Yeah. But like so. Nevada, uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. I think Georgia was took a while, but I don't know. It's. Yeah. I feel like there should have been a better way. Uh, we'll find that next election to see. They probably put an amendment in there to pass something next time. You know, you never know. Hopefully. So, Trump, yeah. you have an event you want to share with you? Anything, anything frustrating in your life? You want to let it go? Or something good. You can also say something, something good. Something good. Just something, something that you good. want. Or too good. Yeah. Something too good, you know? <laughs> um, you can go first, I'll think. I don't have an event, actually, this week. Um, so, something good, then. I, something good? I have too much time now. I'm procrastinating too much. Oh, That's wow. How about that? I'm procrastinating oh, Mike, too much. Such a hard life. It's too good. No, you no, no. Too, too much time. Too Okay, I'll make this in my event. I realized, as I was mentioning earlier, I am procrastinating way too much of certain things. And I'm frustrated about that piece because I'm aware of it, but I'm not acknowledging it and do something about it. So that's on you. So you're mad at yourself for that? Oh, yeah, I am mad at myself for sure, 100%. Yeah. But this never happened before, though. So are you gonna, what are you going to do to change it? Procrastinating it? I don't know. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're like, I'll figure that out later. <laughs> What I need to do. <laughs> um, accountability. That's it. I, I, yeah, that's you true. You can just text me every day. Hey, I didn't procrastinate today. I'll, I'll take. I'll text Trump every day. You know. No, I would like if I if I did that, I would just schedule a text every day to go to you. <laughs> there we go. That's true. The iPhone does that not for you. It's a little. It, it does the, all the bots for you, automation stuff for you. Now. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> Actually, I didn't think of some. So, because the photo week business is not doing that well during COVID, okay. I'm planning to do some new businesses. So, yeah, I'm excited about it, and we'll see what happens. But I do feel like COVID hindered something for you. No, not no. hindered. It actually, like you said, like a blessing in disguise. Yeah, kind of thing. But I did felt like a shift. So, yeah, it's happening. Mm. That's good to hear. That I mean, the world's shifting. Yeah. So. But aren't you frustrated that it impact your current business though? No. Really? I mean, I'm doing the right thing by not doing it and causing more people to get sick. That's the most important thing. I guess. But now, but now you see Florida's open up everywhere right now. And, and, I mean, they, and they're slowly... <laughs> I'm not doing it. So. Wow. Yeah. That's... And this is my, my choice. Which is right? fine. Yeah, but aren't you afraid to lose that business though? Then I start another one. So you, so you're able to swim and just let it go like this, if you have to. Yeah, that's crazy. I, mean, I guess. I mean, if it wow. goes, it goes, right? Like, what am I gonna do? I, I think mean, that's a good mindset. That's a good I mean, mindset, though. It, it'll come back probably once COVID. Yeah. And, you know, there's a vaccine and all those things. So. Okay. I mean, yeah, that time and you can always else. and you can always like start it up again or like yeah, bring it back together. Like, it's not the end of the world or something. That's true. That's a good way to business. Business is just a thing that you do because it brings you joy. I, I don't know. I see. I, if I were in your situation, I'll be a little bit more frustrated in a way that, like, damn it, I couldn't start this, or I don't want to put my my own employee at, at, at risk to do this, right? So, like, for me, I will be a little bit more upset about it. Uh, yes, I would definitely still look for other avenues to do other businesses, but mm -hmm. I would still be upset about it in a sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I guess why waste time to be upset about it? Though? I guess yeah. I don't. 
I mean, I went on vacation, kind of. So that's true. <laughs> yeah, you go for three more. For three. Versus being upset. Yeah. But again, I saw opportunity out of it. Like I learned something new, and I figured out some other things, and I'm like, oh yeah, maybe I can do more than a photo booth. You know, that's true. Thing. Yeah. That's All right. True. Well, with that in mind, we should wrap this up. So for those who are listening, oh, in, Trung, what, what do you, do you have anything you yeah, want to plug? Do you have anything that you yeah. want to like shout out? Oh yeah, yeah, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Trung Snaps, T R U N G S N A P S, and I'm sure they're gonna put some link up or something. Yeah, yeah, above us. Yeah. Hit me up. There's yeah. something oh, above. Yeah. There's something in the description. Below, yeah. Yeah. So check them right. out. Awesome. So, so for those who are not listening, uh, I mean, it's not watching us. Who's not watching us on YouTube? Uh, just please, you know, leave a review uh, in our, uh, in our. Well, what are you listening to? Apple uh, Podcasts, Apple Google Podcasts, Podcasts, Google Podcasts, yeah. anywhere you listen. Or if you are watching us on YouTube, though, you know, hit that like button in the video below and you subscribe. Know, subscribe. You know. And also comment. Like, just let, let us know what you think. And uh, yeah. yeah, and if you want to go watch more, you can go to our website, gfothoughts.com. Yep. Uh, and for sure, on to next time, everybody. Appreciate it. Trump, thanks for Yeah, uh, thanks for having yeah. me. If you guys want me back, just let me know. Well, All right. Good. Peace. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Gluten-Free Organic Thoughts Podcast. As always, we appreciate you. If you are watching us on YouTube, please don't forget to subscribe to our channel, like this episode, and leave us a comment. If you are listening to us, please leave us your honest review on your preferred podcast listening platform. And as always, you can find us on social media at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at GFOTThoughts. Drop a comment and give us some feedback. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, see you then.